Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. so blessed, are we not? Oh my goodness. Ah, How nice to be here. How nice to see you all again. It's been a little while and I'm going to wiggle a little bit now and then to get through posts. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Everything is the presence. And that is such a profound concept. One presence in, through, as everything, every form that is. That makes everything sacred, everything holy, everything worthy of our reverence, everything. The dust motes in the sunlight. The moon, oh my goodness, the moon these last few days and weeks, oh my. Everything. The cup of coffee. I bow. (laughs) And I don't do caffeine. (laughs) For those who didn't hear, she said, why not? There's this thing called spirit's energy, and if I allow myself to allow that, caffeine just is another drug. (laughs) And those are useful, too. (laughs) Mm. You know, when we say something is sacred, it's something that has been set apart, something that is not ho-hum, just part of life. No, and our, our normal brain process wants everything to be ho-hum, just part of life. And in fact, recent research is suggesting that the brain is literally structured in a way to make everything ho-hum. And if it doesn't feel ho-hum, it says, oh, no, 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 don't go there. <laughs> it, makes it, it stops us from going into anything that feels like more than just the normal stuff. So our brain is not our friend when we have chosen, as I believe everyone in this room has, to experience our lives as sacred. Amazing things happen when you've made that commitment, you've made that choice. You begin to relate to everything in a very different way, right? 
Now, when I was in my 30s, I ran across a little poem that I am not actually embodying today, but it's when I'm old, I shall wear purple, <laughs> right, when I'm old. I immediately went out and got something purple in my 30s <laughs> because I went, I'm not waiting. <laughs> right? I knew how important, and I still do, and I know all of you do, how important it is to make that commitment to live fully from that heart place, yes? To live fully from that deeper knowing, to not slide off into the brain's norm of ho-hum, this is just normal. Hmm. I love in the song that you sang, it's one of my favorite songs, I'm so glad that you did that, LaRonda, yeah. Where I work, right? My work is God made manifest. It isn't just something drudgery that I have to do, even if it's cleaning the toilet, you know? And if I can go through this planet, oh my goodness. I got to drive over from the coast yesterday. The coast range is glorious. <laughs> glorious, glorious, glorious. Gold and green and these dark trunks of the trees and and oh my goodness, and the leaves falling everywhere. So beautiful, this planet. How can we not understand and feel the sacred world that we live in? You know, and I'm driving around Portland today, coming over here and going, oh wow. Here we've got reds and oranges and burgundies too. Woof! <laughs> wow. So to hold something sacred involves various levels of feeling. We get a little bit of awe. Wow. And we get a deep reverence. We begin to treat things with reverence. If we see ourselves as sacred, oh, that's a hard one. I'm just me. <laughs> what do you mean, sacred? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> On the other hand, yeah, Jesus said, it's in us. Science of mind teaches us we're part of the one that we call the Holy One. Right? And in fact, everything that is, is part of what we call the Holy One. All of us each of us, every cell of our body. And there's a bunch of cells in these bodies. And do you know there are 4,000 different species in this body? I know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> All kinds of different kinds of things work together for each of us to experience this human life. How can we not hold that as sacred with reverence? each of us and the others around us. Now, we all, I don't think anyone in this room grew up in Science of Mind. Am I correct? Is there anyone here who grew up in Science of Mind? I didn't think so. And in fact, I'm going to guess that mm, 80, 90% of us grew up in some Christian tradition or other. And if we're consistent with the um, norm for this country, about 10% of us may have had something to do with Judaism as we were growing up. 
I got to listen to a couple of Catholic priests the other day talking about how sacred the Eucharist is. Now, I know there are about 30% of you are recovering Catholics because all of every group I ever go into, that's the norm, right? And have those memories. I lived as a Catholic for a while. And we have these memories of the Eucharistic experience. Now, I also have Jewish family. And so on Friday, Saturday, I'm with my Jewish family. And on Friday night, we're blessing the bread and the wine. Baruch HaTel Adonai. Blessed are you, Lord God of creation, for through your goodness, we have this bread to offer. Well, after Vatican II, those of you who have been in a Catholic church since 1965, um, <laughs> we got to hear those same words on Sunday morning. Blessed are you, Lord God of creation, for through your goodness we have this bread to offer. And there's a song written by a guy named Peter Meyer, and some of you may have heard our local singer, Blaine Moody, our local Portlander, Blaine Moody, sing. It almost became his signature. Holy now. Everything is holy now. And the first verses are when I was a, a boy, <laughs> And every, you know, every, each week, Sunday, we would go to church, right? And we would listen to the priest as he would read the holy word and consecrate the holy bread. And everyone would kneel and bow. So I'm listening to these priests as I'm coming into Portland <laughs> talk about this experience of consecrating the holy bread. And one of them says, well, you know, there are times when I'm holding that little wafer up there and I can feel it pulsing. And another one says, there are times when I'm holding that wafer and I feel as if there's a being coming in and that being is becoming the wafer through me. And I'm going, wow, these guys know what sacred is. And then a third one says, well, I don't think I want either of those experiences. <laughs> but he says, he went to Italy. He went to the region where Padre Pio, who is now a saint, was working and living. And, and one of the priests in the region you know, who was offering mass in Padre Pio's monastery, said he was cleaning up after the communion. And you know there's crumbs of those little wafers, those of you, and they have that silver little thing. It's called a salter, or a gold brass little thing. And they brush all the crumbs onto it. And he said he was brushing all the crumbs onto it. And all of a sudden, above the salter was a wafer, a whole wafer, a host. They had all combined into a host. And they, it then dropped into the dish of hosts that they have on the altar. And he had to go to Padre Pio, because that shook him up a bit. <laughs> and Padre Pio said, oh, the angels. They put the host back together again for you. For these men, 
who have lived for decades daily experiencing and committed, being committed to the sacredness of that wafer, of that experience, of that what technically is called transubstantiation of the bread into the body and the blood, the wine into the blood. That transubstantiation, it actually became their living experience. Huh. However, some of them, that experience they found was so isolated from the rest of their life. The rest of their life was about news and about making the church budget and <laughs> all that other stuff so that it wasn't something they could merge. And that was their next goal. And that's the next line in Peter Mayer's song. Today, the only difference is everything is holy now. Yes. So if everything is the presence, if everything is holy, if every form that I take into my awareness is the sacred, I have to live every moment in that reverence and awe that says, oh my goodness, the living body of the divine is present right here in front of me which is the meaning of namaste. I recognize that in you. I have a hard time with the ants in my kitchen. I haven't learned to say namaste to them. Mm. So what happens to us psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, as we begin to live from this commitment of literally experiencing every form. This is God right here. Wow, <laughs> right? Everywhere, God is. What happens to us when we experience that, when we go, wow, instead of, oh, gee, or, where is that? I don't know where that is. That is you know, something that, you know, or whatever our norm is, right? Well, the body as a whole begins to align on a higher level of functioning the more we express that deep sense of appreciation and awe we call reverence we call the presence. Literally, we are healed as we choose that way of relating to the world. Our bodies, there is, that what, begin, what begins to happen, technically, is we're literally sending different messages to the brain, which is sending different hormones and nerve signals to the body to various parts of the body so that they are functioning in a different way. Huh. And one way to get to that place where we are feeling that, if I can't go directly to, oh, wow, I can at least go to, oh, I'm so glad you're here. 
I can be appreciative. I love that word appreciate. You know, real estate in ideal circumstances appreciates in value. Your investments appreciate. So what happens when I appreciate? I'm becoming more of who I really am. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so even if I'm not even ready to say thank you, I can appreciate. <laughs> and we both become more. So as I get into that place, then I can get into that deeper sense of, oh, yes, I am so grateful and thankful. You know, the Karen Drucker song. I am so blessed. I am so grateful. Yes. And if I can get to that place, then I've already begun to shift what's going on in the brain. And the hormones are beginning to get shifted so that the nerve signals and the hormones that are going to the other cells are beginning to be aligned in the direction that they will be when I can get to the next place of awe and reverence. Ah. And then I can be in awe and revere how wonderful this body is. <laughs> For doing that. And how wonderful the one mind that can override my old brain tendencies is. And I can be grateful that the mind that is my mind is the mind that is the source and sustainer of all that is. The presence is always present. Now, there is a Catholic priest some of you have been reading over the years, Richard Rohr. And he was standing up doing his 15-minute homily, which was probably pre-written by someone that he just did a few edits on, when he was a fairly young priest. And, and over several weeks in a row, he'd get this thundering message in his mind while he's doing these sermons, these homilies, as they call them. And it was... So-and-so's migraine is healed, or so-and-so's headache is done, or whatever. And he would go, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, he went on to not override that anymore, but begin to recognize that it is a sacred message from the Holy Spirit. And he went on to become a major healing presence in the world. And he has a website, and he has a blog, and all of that. And one of the things that he says is only contemplative, non-dual consciousness is capable of seeing things like this. Ooh. <laughs> no more black and white. No more good and bad. No more right and wrong. Oh, Rumi, meet me in that field where there is no right and wrong, <laughs> right? Oh, so for me to really get that everything, including the ants in my kitchen, is sacred, I need to give up, let go of that habit that I was raised in. It isn't true for all people in all cultures, but people in our culture definitely got something is good and something else is bad, right? There is, there's a line. You've got to hold the boundary. <laughs> Those kinds of things, yeah. But it's only when we get beyond that, out in the field beyond right and wrong, out in that 
consciousness that is non-dual, that feels the one presence in us, through us, as us, working for us and for all beings, that we really can begin to see the world as it is, the reality, capital R, that is what the universe is intended by its source to be expressing as. Our world by the source. Each one of us is an aspect of that one source, that one sustaining presence. And our worlds reflect the degree to which we know this. Right? So what would it feel like to know everything is holy now? And I'd like to invite you to join me in the chorus of Peter Mayer's song. We'll do it as a chant. Yes. And these lovely people took it on as the last minute to help me do this. So the last verse of the song is, this morning outside I stood and saw a little red-winged bird shining like a burning bush and singing like a scripture verse. Yes, made me want to bow my head. Mm, I remember when church let out, but now the only difference is everything is holy now. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. 
We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.